And we are alive. Welcome back. Yeah, Seth, I gotta say, you have this Italian glow on you. There's a, a European sheen. I don't know, I, the listeners can't see this, but his pants, his shorts, are folded over in a very cool European way. He's got, <laughs> he only he only wears Italian linen now. Like, this guy is is a changed man over the past three weeks. When you go to Italy for three weeks. Yeah, when you spend three weeks. You gotta embrace the lifestyle. Really embrace the lifestyle. Yeah. Now, I know for me, like, whenever I travel, I feel like I'm in a more creative mindset. You just, like, see how other people live. And yeah, sure, like you went to a pretty Western country, but do you feel like you had any creative inspiration or anything? Or I, I know you were going mostly just for like relaxation. So you don't even need to have been, but I, I just know for me when I travel that I tend to feel that way. I don't know if I had any like major creative breakthroughs, but I, I know what you mean. I think in a new place, like you are kind of thinking about things a little bit differently. Um, I used it as a way to maybe unplug a little bit more as opposed to like, Mm-hmm. actively try and come up yeah. with ideas so but I, I know exactly what you mean yeah yeah it wasn't even necessarily probing you to like have to have had come up uh-huh. with yeah. new ideas it's more like i don't know sometimes i'll just notice so you even text me oh like the you know espresso culture here is so interesting it's right. just so different from what you have in the states even that little mindset shift will get me into a, a mode of like oh wow that's interesting like i'm kind of open to the idea that things happen yes. in a different way that i think is what's most interesting is like oh people are doing things what are the ways that people are living their lives in a little bit of a different way that, that yeah. we, and we do here? I think right. that's the main thing. Were there any other of those that you remember or no? The, that, I mean, definitely. I think, uh, I mean, the coffee culture, like you said, which is where you have the counter, you can go up, you just, for like a yeah. euro, one euro, you get an espresso. Yeah. Two euros, you get a cappuccino or whatever you want. I think that the food culture is very different there, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just very... Um, I think people just care a lot more about food there and where Mm -hmm. all the ingredients come from. Um, Yeah. I think that's the main thing is where the ingredients are coming from and just how everything is so fresh. Yeah. And that makes a huge difference. And I think it's just very, very difficult to eat that way in America, anywhere you are, even if you're trying to eat at good, like even if you're going to like a sweet cream, for example, like it's not really that fresh. Like it's not as fresh as like, in Europe where like they probably got it from the market that day and it, it was like mm-hmm. so I don't know it's, it's very that that was something else that is really nice and I think is different about uh their way of life definitely other things but yeah no I thought you were gonna say that because even you were telling me like you would eat gelato and pizza and pasta every day which is totally what you should do when you go to Italy but you don't feel like shit you feel great because yeah totally to your point every, like all the vegetables were picked from the garden that morning and then brought to the restaurant. Every single thing that you ate was so fresh. Um, it reminds me of something that Miles Snyder talks about a lot, which is like, there aren't necessarily good or bad foods. I mean, there sure, surely there are. There are things that are like healthier or not healthier in a vacuum, but ingredient quality matters so much. Yeah. And a lot of how you process food is going to be based on even just what the ingredient quality is. Mm-hmm. So you could have bread and in one context, it can make you feel really bloated and bad. And in another context, it can make you feel great or at least fine. Yeah. Um, because all of the flour was like this heirloom flour that was really taken care of and not just like this big process bag that you bought from the yeah. grocery store. Yeah. And I feel like the taste of food is also impacted in a huge way, mm-hmm. um, in that same exact way where, um, like it, you would just like, like saute vegetables and put salt on it in olive oil. And if it's yeah. really delicious vegetables, that's all you need to do. Yeah. But if they're not as delicious vegetables, then yeah, that's totally not going to taste very good. Totally agree. Does yeah. it get you thinking even like when you cook, because I know you love to cook, 
that you're going to focus more on buying things that are in, in season or cooking things that are in season or no? Yeah. I think also in season is a big thing because mm-hmm. you can't get things that are out of season there. Like it's yeah. not, it's not. Right. It's just, it's not a thing. They yeah. like can't process the thought of like, oh, I can <laughs> yeah. eat, I don't know, like whatever, uh, eggplant all year round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you can, that's maybe a bad example, know, but uh, yeah. 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 No, that's cool. Any other highlights from the trip? Um, I mean, the, like, it's just really nice to be away. The beach was really great. Going yeah. The beach there. Uh, having Italian food at the beach is awesome. Uh, that's, that is, that was something that was like kind of funny because I'm used to going to the beach and like, you get French fries, you yeah. get like, I mean, you get pizza, but it's not like Italian yeah. pizza. Um, and going to the, like, having like Italian food on yeah. the beach is, is pretty cool. Yeah. I was looking through your and Sophie's phone this weekend and, uh, I felt like Aziz Ansari and Master of None where you're just like, mm, that looks good too. Yeah. <laughs> For like literally every picture, like every pizza looked like the best pizza I would have seen in the last seven months. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, doesn't really, can't really beat that. No, it's hard hard to beat that. Um, the one thing that Italy does not do as well is air conditioning. They just mm. haven't figured out air conditioning to the same level we have it here. The, the aircon is just not up to snuff. It's not not quite yet. It's no. just not. But yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, That's awesome. Awesome trip. And um, do you feel like it was a good unplug? Like you you do feel more rested and relaxed afterward? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I was doing some work while I was there, but um, I was definitely working while I was there. But I think also like. You work, but you also, when you're traveling and working, you really just do what you need to do, and you don't just, mm-hmm. like, uh, sit in a WeWork and end up, like, not wasting, but doing things that don't really need to be done for a few hours, or, like, yeah. trying, yeah, so I think that it becomes more efficient as well, which is really nice. Yeah. yeah, I think the reality is probably that you just pack your time with whatever you can do that day, and so, like, if you're yeah. sitting at home and you're not traveling, then, like, sure, you'll just sit at your computer and you'll try to bang out more work. But if you're traveling around Italy with Sophie and it's like, oh, do you want to like go for a walk or do I want to sit on my computer? You're going to choose walk almost every time. Yeah. Unless there's yeah. something super pressing where you need to be on that, that moment. So yeah. yeah, it's really hard to, it's like very hard to force yourself to do that level of relaxation unless you're actually taking yourself out of your environment like that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. What about in, in the States? Uh, I missed a lot. I missed threads. I missed. You uh... missed threads? Yeah. I feel like the whole world changed while you were gone. Threads. Uh, there hasn't been that much AI news since you left, which is surprising. Like that was the one thing we could have banked on is that in between episodes, there'd be some major announcement. And I don't think there really was threads. I got a puppy who's just sitting in the corner. So that's been honestly the biggest part of my world. And it's, I feel like that's almost been a natural unplugging where it's hard to, like we were just talking about this earlier. Like it's hard to work or do anything or focus on anything. That's not just keeping this guy alive and make sure he's not like chewing every cord. So, and I feel like I've, I've like kind of naturally unplugged where like I have to take him outside every hour or two hours. Um, I'm not really listening to podcasts. I probably could like listen to stuff while I'm out with him, but I really just want to enjoy all the time with him. Yeah. And um, I really do feel like a big part of the bonding process and like by extension parenting, I'm sure, even though I don't have any direct experience as a parent of a child is just like spending quality time with someone and like really just putting your energy into that yeah and i don't really think there's a replacement for that so that's been really fun actually it's been a blast and he's just little guys just napping in the corner we had a fun time playing with him earlier but uh yeah that's been my world cool yeah awesome. nice um cool i'm excited to get into it excited to get into it so i'll maybe i'll start here because it's it's like somewhat directly related to your trip unplugging um and it's something i've been thinking about a lot i, I feel like a lot of my ideas today were are more like woo-woo and theoretical and conceptual than they are like specific ideas to chat about 
But one thing I've been reflecting on a lot over the past few weeks is this concept I'm thinking of of the inter- indirect path. And um, for me, I think that we've chatted about this either on the podcast or, or maybe even more so offline about just like the process that I'm going through of trying to figure out what I want to do professionally and, and like personally in my life. And I think I approached it as a very direct path of just like, I need to lock myself in a room and not leave until I know exactly what the next step for me is. And likely that means, uh, you know, the type of role I'm looking for, the companies I want to work for, like all that stuff. And I was feeling very stuck and frustrated because I felt like it was so hard in practice to actually be like, all right, like, you know, just sit and write this all down and then figure it out. Yeah. And then feeling stuck made me feel more stuck because I felt like, okay, well now because I can't figure it out, I'm frustrated and it's annoying because it's something that I'm usually like very good at figuring out. I've never struggled to like figure out professionally what makes me happy and what I'd like to do. Um, And so that was annoying to reckon with. I had this epiphany a few weeks ago that like that was a direct path. And I think there's an indirect path that I've really embraced over the past few weeks, which is um, that really trying to put myself in a position where like I'm happy and curious. And as a byproduct of that, I will figure out what are the things that make me happy professionally, personally, whatever. Um, so instead of saying, I need to spend all my energy figuring out, okay, what is my next job? Instead, I'm just like, okay, well, what do I think would be cool? And what would be cool to me in, over the past few weeks has been training puck, which has been a blast. It, I took a golf lesson on Sunday. So my mom, Zach, and I took a golf lesson together, which was a blast. Um, I signed up for a woodworking class, like all this stuff that I'm just excited about personally. Mm-hmm. And I've already noticed that I'm just like in a more, I'm in a happier and more creative mindset. Um, and it's not even necessarily that like, any of these things that I'm thinking about has to be productive. It's more just like, I will notice myself more naturally making associations between things I'm listening to. And then things I'm thinking about as creative ideas. For example, like I was listening to the Porsche episode of acquired, which was great. And it made me realize why is there not, you know, Lama Zoko espresso machines are like this big thing, but why is there no American made alternative to them? Like a luxury, really good premium espresso machine. Why is there no uh, real alternative to La Marzocco and maybe like a couple of other smaller brands. Um, and it's not even necessarily that I'm going to act on that, but it's more just the fact that like I'm thinking about that and getting excited about that right. is something that I have not felt in a while. And I think is a natural byproduct of just putting myself in a position where instead of thinking like I need to channel every thought into productive output, instead just like how do I make myself happy? And it's a byproduct of that I've been more creative and I've gotten closer to figuring out, okay, what are like potential things for me to be doing next? Yeah. Um, so I've, I've like had this overarching thought and I know I'm talking a lot, so I'm going to kick it over to you in a second, but it's come up in a few places. So, uh, one I was thinking about Felix Felicis from Harry Potter, where like, that is this luck serum that he takes where basically like the in deep the cut from the uh... deep cut, uh, but for all my, for all my hairy heads out there in the sixth book, when he's trying to get the info about the Horcruxes from professor Slughorn, mm-hmm. he takes Felix Felicis and he kind of goes on this like roundabout path where it's not like he went directly to Professor Slughorn to ask him. He was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of feeling like I should go talk to Hagrid. And on his way down, he happened to run into Professor Slughorn. And it, it was like really this idea of like by taking the indirect path, he ended up in the exact place where he was supposed to end up. Mm. And even in uh, Paul Graham's most recent essay, which was fantastic. And actually, I'm not even read through all my notes again for that. Yeah, I'm actually only two thirds of the way done. I need to finish mm. it. But um, one of the notes that really struck me that was related to the indirect path is work doesn't just happen when you're trying to. There's a kind of undirected thinking you do when you walk or take a shower or lie in bed that can be very powerful. By letting your mind wander a little bit, you'll often solve problems you were unable to solve by frontal attack. And that to me is like, him speaking very directly to the indirect path of just like, you know, by attacking a problem from an indirect angle, you might get closer to the solution. 
Um, and I, I've just been, I've been really like thinking about this a lot. So I don't know if you have any, I'll pause there. I don't know if you have any reflections on that. It might just be like a, okay, cool, Matt, like great next topic. But, yeah. uh, it's something I've been obsessed with over the past few weeks and it's something I've, I've really internalized and I'm happy I internalized. Yeah, no, I, I really like that. I think, I, uh, I mean, I think it's totally right. If you're just on the, if you're like, okay, I'm like, I'm, how do I come up with this business idea or how do I, you know, get from point A to B? And, uh, I mean, sometimes you have a plan and you want to execute on it. And if you feel good about that, that's good. Mm -hmm. But I think if you are trying to figure it out, it's very difficult to to do it that way. So I totally agree. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you're doing to try to facilitate this other than, is it just kind of going, yeah, what are, what are, what are the main things that you're doing to try and facilitate it? Honestly, a lot of it, like, again, just getting very woo-woo, a lot of it's just, like, listening to my gut, just being like, okay, what, what would make me most excited or happiest in this moment, or what do I just want to do? Yeah. Um, and part of that is, I think, getting more attuned with what my gut is telling me, and part of that is, like, therapy, which has been very helpful for me. Yeah. Um, but I think it's really leaning into, like, you know, I wouldn't consider golf lessons to be a productive thing that's going to lead to me ultimately figuring out what I'm going to be doing next professionally, or even, like, a business idea or anything. Um, but it sounded cool and I want to play golf and I love being outside. Uh, and it's, it, it's like that, like when opportunities kind of come up, yeah. am I listening to it and, and like paying attention and then acting on it? Yes. Um, and it, it also reminded me, I know I'm doing a lot of, uh, early carve outs and, uh, deep cuts, but it made me like think about this idea too, about how I, I do think that the universe tells you who you are and what you should be doing. And it's just up to you on whether you listen Mm. And um, one thing that came up when I was listening to the How I Built This with Bill Simmons, I don't know why I decided to re-listen to it, but uh, there's a part of it where he's talking about this exercise he went through when he was in the 10th grade, where he wrote this essay, and the highest score that the teacher ever gave any student was a 38 out of 40. And they gave Bill Simmons a 39 out of 40. And the context of the question and why that came up was like, when did you know you should be a writer? Mm. And he was like, oh yeah, I had this experience where like, I had this this teacher who really invested in me and who I really got a lot out of, but there was this one experience that is like a defining a defining memory for me where I realized, oh wow, I could really do this. Yeah. And but it was up to him to realize like his one sphere of excellence for him was writing, uh, and was he actually paying attention and, and like embracing that when it came up? But I think there are all these little moments where things will happen and maybe you'll like pick up on it or not. Um, but for example, like for me, the thing I, I kept coming back to was I was really trying to f- figure out like what job would I do next? Like if I don't want to stay at my current job and I want to do something else, what would I do? And the thing I kept repeating to people was, you know, I want to do like a combination of building, managing people and thinking strategically about the product and the business. But I don't really know how you do that outside of being a founder. And I would keep repeating that. And then eventually it kind of hit me. I was like, well, OK, well, maybe I should be a founder. Um, and I was put so much pressure on myself to figure out the answer, but I, I like already told myself it. I just didn't listen to myself. And so I think there are all those little moments that happen where now I, I'm just, I'm trying to pay more mm. attention and I think I'm more attuned. Mm. I think directly because like I'm, yeah. I'm like in this mindset more. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, there's not just like a direct path of how do I figure out what that next job is? Instead it's like, oh, well, I don't know what would like make me happy. And then by just like paying attention more to that, I'm like, oh, well, I think I've already said it. Yeah. It might just be being a founder. Um, yeah, since my very long-winded totally. personal exploration over the last few weeks. 
so leaning more towards being a founder right now. I think so. I don't know what the form that's going to look like. I, I don't think it's going to look like a traditional let me go raise venture and go start a company. Um, it might be let me have side projects or like do something smaller or figure out what that might look like. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think doing something where I have creative control and authority to build is really exciting to me. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to get that if you aren't the founder yeah. kind of in charge of what you're doing. Right. Exactly. Very difficult. Yeah, totally. Cool. Um, one on the Paul Graham essay, one quote that I highlighted that, um, highlights back to being in Italy is just this idea that he said that you, let me actually get the exact quote. I'm curious if he I highlighted this too. Uh, talking about work, ideally these hours will be contiguous to the extent that you have. Try to arrange your life so you have big blocks of time to work in. Mm. You'll shy away from hard tasks if you know you might be interrupted. And I think that makes total sense. And that even that resonated when I was away in particular because I didn't have long long times to yeah. work. So as a result, I kind of realized like, oh yeah, if my life was set up in a way that I didn't have long times to work like I do normally mm -hmm. when I'm home, it would be very hard to start a company or to like do any big projects. Yeah. And it also helped me empathize a little bit with people who don't have those times. Like I think if you are like if you have a full-time job and then you have kids and then like it's very hard to find any time to yeah to actually sit down and do a big project mm -hmm. so I, I thought that was interesting and kind of yeah yeah no i totally agree with that like even i'm finding that out from the last few weeks of just having puck we're like okay i i have to work on something but i also have to take him outside and my mom wants to come downstairs and play with him and anytime i just like all the activation energy needs to be built up over and over and over again to be able to do anything and it even came up, uh, so I, I think it's a really good example, too, of a conversation I had with my mom where um, we were talking about someone and they were thinking about quitting their job to start a company. And my mom was like, well, I, I just don't understand why they can't, like, just do this on the side. And, and I think the reality is if you don't make something your full-time commitment and don't give your allow yourself to give big blocks of time to it, you're just, it's going to be so much harder to do. Yeah. And in the context of, like, doing something on the side and starting a company. Um, I don't necessarily think that you have to quit to be able to start it, but you're end up spending like your biggest blocks of time on work. And then you want to manage your relationships and you want to go to the gym sometimes. So then there's always this like ability to be able to say, Oh, I'll just like do this next time or yeah. I'll start tomorrow. And then tomorrow becomes 10 years from now. And, and then 10 years from now means like, Oh, well, I, now I have a lot more responsibility and I can't even do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, giving your, if you give yourself the opportunity to be able to do these things, you will be able to do them. If you don't, it's just so much harder. It's not impossible, but it's just really hard. And you won't even start because you know you don't have the time to do it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's yeah. so easy to excuse it away. Yeah. So anyway. I, yeah. I love that Paul Graham essay. There's so many quotes in here. And maybe we'll come to a few more of them. Yeah. Uh, while we're talking. Totally. 100%. Um, I've been in a, a very big, like, life design kick over the past few weeks. Okay. I can shift it back to you if you want to talk about something else. Because no, a lot ahead. of my topics will probably come back to this. Yeah, no, go ahead. Okay, well, I want to come hit you with something that's extra woo-woo. It's basically astrology. Let me, uh, okay, I'll, I'll set the scene and then I'll share this with you because I just pulled up your profile. Uh, but I'm getting coffee with Harrison a couple weeks ago and he's just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do something very woo-woo, but like, have you heard of human design? And have you heard of human design? No. Okay, so there's uh, this company called My Human Design where they will basically like take a few attributes about you. They'll take your birthday, what time of the day you were born, uh, where you were born in the world, 
And based on those few data points, they're like, this is your personality. Okay. This is what it is. And so I just pulled yours up. I put in all your info. I'm curious how well it tracks. Okay. Um, how did it work for you? It was eerily spot on. Okay. It was like perfect. And I have a, so a follow-up conversation about astrology after this. Okay. But So it's basically like an astrology thing, but more specific. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to ask you if this feels right. So uh, your personality was called a generator. And the generator is, just reading the description, pure life force in motion. These people have an attracting aura and a juiciness to their energy. They are here to dance with life and engage their energy to move their community forward in a way that is meaningful to them. When they are doing what they love, people can't get enough of them. They are also the natural hustlers and doers of society. The common challenge for generators is that the generators have to listen to their gut and honor their desires rather than saying yes to things they feel like they should do. Because of their juicy energy, other people will want to use the generator's energy for their own benefit. But generators have to be lit up and passionate about anything they engage with, uh, engage their energy with, otherwise they burn out. And I tell generators that they, unless they feel a hell yes, it should become a hell no. Wow. How's that sound? Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so also, I have the same personality. So I don't know if that's why we get along so well, but I had something very similar. A juicy personality. A juicy personality. <laughs> Maybe that's the new the new subtitle for the podcast is uh, the, the Juicy Boys, <laughs> the Juice Brothers, yeah, the disgusting brother. <laughs> um, yeah, so I had pretty much I had the same exact personality type. Um, any reactions to this before I, I say anything else? Okay, my thought on on um, horoscopes is I feel like they do it in a way that it basically works for everyone. I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah, how many people would read that and feel like it resonates or not? I don't, I don't know, but yeah, that's my only, that's my hypothesis around horoscopes. Okay, so you're you're getting into why I think horoscopes and astrology work. Um, my thinking, so when I heard this, there were like a few things that I really picked up on where I was like, wow, that's so true for me. I think the reason that people like astrology is because I think it gives them language for identifying themselves in, in a way that they would not have like described themselves if you just said, hey, tell me about yourself. And it, these things, yes, sure, could apply to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you clung on to something specific means that that's, like, now language you can use to describe yourself mm. and identify with. And I think that's why people like it. Is it it's, like, a way of self-discovery by realizing, oh, there are certain, like, keywords or phrases that I can use that I identify with that feel totally true. Mm. And whether this applies to a lot of people or not, there are parts of it that felt like it applied to you, and that's why I think people like it. Mm. That's not yeah. maybe not that novel, but... It was a thought I had of like, oh, it makes total sense. Like people love this because it's just a way to like no, self-identify. Like because it's real. And yeah, it works. it's real and it works. It's science, baby. Um, and I, I had to pay for the other stuff that was otherwise hard to figure out, but or other like parts of this. But um, yeah, I, I, Harrison showed me this, and I was like, wow, that's really spot on. And I think he was catching me in a moment where I was having a lot of these socks, but things like um, needing to listen to my gut more. Um, I get. I bet most people would probably say they should listen to their. Yeah, no, totally right. But I yeah. think it was like also in that moment to the conversation yeah. I had right before this. I was thinking like, oh wow, I need to really pay attention to that more. No, totally. It's um, okay. This is also an amazing business if you can figure out something like this, which is like a quiz that describes <laughs> you, and then you have yeah. to pay to get the results. Yeah. Amazing business. Amazing business. Yeah. yeah. It's pseudoscience, but I th I like I get why people love it. Yeah. I get why people identify with it. Um, that's awesome yeah cool let me see what else we got uh, uh, uh. well all right next um, I want to talk about something that it might be back 
Oh, got it. Is it Solana Summer? Are we? Oh, God. What is happening? I think crypto is back, Matt. Crypto is back. AI is out. We're done with AI. This is now, yeah, we're, we're now, like, taking the Andy, throwing away Woody meme, and we're just, like, throwing out VR, and we're putting... <laughs> okay, I yeah, went... we we're done with AI. We're done with VR. It's back to crypto. Everything's a circle. We're back. I, I knew that something was up when Miles, the IOTA... Boys, the group chat's already getting a lot more active. Oh, it's getting, it's getting pretty active. I pretty much ignored every message. Can you please... I'm going to let you drive. Like, you, you take this in whatever direction you want to. I want you to try to make the case for crypto being back. Okay. And I'll, I'll give you a verdict on back or not back. Okay. Honestly, I don't... I haven't done a ton of research into this, and I haven't made any investments or anything into mm-hmm. crypto. But there's a few things that I think are, are interesting about it. So, one is it seems like there are individual tokens that are like doing well like if you're able to find these little pockets of of crypto like there's tokens out there people are getting excited about them they're like investing and fomoing into them like i think that this is something that as this starts to happen it's kind of like the beginning of some of like a hype cycle happening again because people start yeah. making money in crypto and they get excited and like that becomes a little bit contagious um i think that also kai spoke on that do you know if that's like purely driven by speculation or if it's also driven by use cases and <clears throat> development that's I, I think that it's a little bit of both uh like i think part of it is i'm sure i think a lot of it is speculation but speculation is like i guess what drives like the crypto mania yeah in, in reality but um like i like this one unibot that i was telling you about which is like this telegram uh trading bot like they have real users people are really using it now mm-hmm. i don't know much about who these people are or like what like a ton about the usage but i think yeah. that there's projects that are getting some amount of traction um two uh interest rates and this interest rate is something that is going to affect crypto and it's going to affect stocks and um i was trying to learn a little bit about interest rates and what's going on i don't know how much how much knowledge you have other than listening to the all in podcast but uh i can do my best i can put on my macro economist hat but yeah frankly not my strong suit okay i also basically have this theory that you don't have to be good at picking stocks you just have to be good at predicting interest rates because it seems that that controls the stock market (laughs) is that what he said i don't know it probably sounds like something you would say (laughs) no but it's true like yeah basically not 100 percent, but basically like if you can predict what's going to happen to interest rates that drives the stock market. Um, that is what a lot of people do. Like, a lot of hedge funds will base... I don't know. That'll dictate what their fund strategy is. Totally. Um, and interest rates have been going up, uh, trying to stop inflation. Inflation mm. now is starting to... I think it's slowed, or... It, it, I think it's the last quarter was, was good, or the last month or whatever. And they paused interest rates going up, which is obviously a good thing. From my research, it seems like... like the sentiment before was that it was going to keep going up, right? Which is mm. obviously very bad for uh, crypto and the stock market and things like that. But uh, now it seems like the sentiment is much more 50-50 of, okay, it's, like, it might keep going up. Some people think it's going to keep going up, but other people think it's going to pause and continue going down. Inflation is going to be under control, and we're almost out of this recession. Mm-hmm. And uh, if that's the case, like, that is going to inflate <clears throat> things like crypto. Uh, so I think that interest rates are... And big. all stocks, probably. All stocks, yes. Yeah. But, but 
but but specifically in this case crypto everything but yeah so i think that yeah. that's that's another thing um i think that we've seen bitcoin really do pretty well throughout all of this i feel like it's what is it at like thirty thousand dollars right yeah. now which is pretty good like it's not like it crashed down to five thousand dollars or anything like that yeah um people obviously want to want to own it and it's the kind of thing where like all of a sudden it's going to be at 40 and then 50 and people are going to start going crazy again. Yeah. And, and then it's going to be over the news and people have very short memories about yeah. what happened. Yeah. And, uh, and then I think on top of that, a lot of these, these crypto projects, like they've still been building them. Like, I don't know much about them, but they've still been building. So, mm -hmm. uh, anyway, I don't know. I think that, that, that's my hypothesis for why I'm starting to get slightly optimistic that maybe, there's reasons to think that we could be on the tail end of of uh, the downturn, and I'm starting to think, okay, I should start to invest some time into thinking what I'm, what I should buy, whether it's stocks or crypto. Um, yeah, and uh, I think that it could be a very good time to start start um, averaging into things that that you're interested in. Yeah. So, um, I won't push you on specific functionality because it sounds like you haven't done enough research to say like, this is what's happening in the Ethereum ecosystem, for example. But I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Is, I, yeah. But is, I was just curious if there was anything you did know about where it was like, here is an actual project that is being built where the thing that is driving my interest in it is not just speculation or this like idea that speculation might pop off in general. Is there anything you're aware of? It might, the answer might still be no, and you need to do yeah, more research. But I was just curious. I think it's more like just the sentiment. I'm trying to. Okay, vibes are good. Yeah, vibes are good. <laughs> vibes are immaculate. It's <laughs> no, they're not immaculate. But okay, vibes are vibes are solid. Like it could be because vibes good. are maybe we're getting in on the ground floor of the vibes train. What do you think of that that theory, this strategy, this Ugh. vibe, this vibe that might be kind of coming up coming up here? Yeah, I mean it's the. the vibes are intoxicating like i know that if it starts to pop off i'm sure my interest will go back up in it people are gonna start i, I just like to know that people are gonna get very interested in it as soon yeah. as it starts popping off and it's going to pop off how could it not pop off again yeah i guess my personal opinion is more like my one big takeaway from the crypto hype cycle is that i want to invest in things i truly believe in for yes. a specific reason and i, I don't just want to invest because the hype is popping off and Miles is posting about Ohm, and it's guaranteed that if we just stay in it long enough, if I'm just like, you know, walking enough miles on step in, then I'm gonna make a return, which I totally got have to, have wrapped yeah. up in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, there's nothing I know about right now. So I, I think my, my ears are perked. I'm like, you know, sitting here with my ears perked, yeah. thinking, oh, maybe I'm, I'm open to the idea. Just, just keep your eyes open to what vibes you're seeing pop around on the internet and on yeah. Twitter. And, and keep me posted because I'm, I want to know about the vibes that you're seeing as well. I'll, I'll keep you posted. I guess yeah. there, my other thoughts around this are, I think that the technology from crypto is still really interesting. Like I think NFTs and the technology underneath it are, that is some of the most interesting technology I've seen in the last few years. The idea that you can like prove digital scarcity of something. I, I don't yeah. think that has no value. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be like bored apes are going to come back and, and like, that's an ultimate thing. But I think the idea of like, I don't know. We we talked about this two years ago. Could you combat deep fakes by uh, being able to watermark every single piece of content that goes on the internet yeah. and make that cheap enough to do, where you can like really scale that up? I don't know what the business opportunity is, but I think that that's an interesting technology that you mix in with something else like AI. Yeah. Um, 
I'm open to the idea that it could be something I get wrapped up in again. But for now, I, I think I'm I'm out until I <laughs> learn more about it. And really, I think my learning more about it is going to be having you learn more about it and then report back to me because I just don't know at this point. Yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah, keep yeah. me posted. All right, cool. Um, what do you have next? I feel like you had some fire. I, I can go back to other stuff. Maybe I'll... Uh, I'll throw a few at you. I'll give you three options, and then you can tell me what's most interesting. Um, One is personal websites. Two is a conversation that I had recently with a guy who graduated from HBS and wants to become an engineer. That's how he reached out to me. And it's now the second such conversation I've had. And we mentioned, we were talking about this offline, but like the first time that anything happens, I'm like, hmm, interesting. The second time it happens, I'm like, oh, wow, I wonder if there's something here. And so I wonder if there are opportunities for doing something around the idea of helping get to get people from uh business leadership into like hands-on building yeah uh, which is something that you already do with no code mba but this would be more of like a technical component to that. And maybe yeah. the answer is like get them a no code mba subscription um and then the last thing i would say is a longer carve out section because there's been so much time since last time we chatted on camera and we haven't really mm-hmm. shared a lot of these that could be fun to just go through oh here are like the best things yeah. you read or consumed since we last chatted yeah because uh, i have a bunch of those lined up so let's do uh quickly personal websites and then we can go to, to carve out and sick finish up okay uh, cool yeah so um i had this idea for a personal website that i i wanted to build and just kind of like showed i showed you a quick mock-up of it um that i, I quickly built out and my idea was basically like in my Notion docs, I have all these different disparate pages and thoughts. And every time I open up a new page for our, our podcast, I basically have a page that I'd open up with the date when we record, which is actually now like a couple weeks after we said we were going to record. And I just write down things I'm thinking and I just go from there. And it, it's just like, it could be articles. It could be just like a random thought that I'll expand on underneath it. Um, but I, I thought it'd be interesting to like have this centralized in one place and then also, I, I kind of had this idea of like, oh, well, it's interesting that I can have like things I'm thinking about, things I'm reading, things I'm cooking, things I'm everything. Uh, and what I thought about was like things I'm blanking because my last name is blank. So like cool, fun thing. But like it's things I'm whatever thing. Um, and so I started building that. And I think it's a really cool way for me to be able to share my thoughts with people and have that be a blog where like for this purpose, I can just have it be, okay, well, I'll add all my ideas to it. And then I can filter on the ideas I came up with over the past week. So whenever we meet, I can look at like, oh, what things did I watch or read or yeah. do or think and pull that all up in one place or like publicly, if people just want to see that, then that could be interesting. And I, I've been inspired by some other people like, uh, like Robbins, who's done this, where he's just like, here are some random thoughts that I have and I'm just going to tweet them, uh, or whatever. And so I got excited about that, but I, I think it was really only saying that to spark a longer conversation about personal websites, your thoughts on yeah. personal websites, thoughts for building personal websites. Lots of having personal websites. Uh, Wherever you want to take it, the world is your oyster. Hmm. So I think it's cool what you're building. I really like it. And I like I told you this before, I think what's cool about it is it's like a little bit more, it's like a personal app, right? It's not just a personal website. It's a personal app. And, um, you know, I guess Notion can can be that for some people. And some people do that. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that... You know, I have a, I have a personal website. It's like very simple, kind of just like a bio of myself. Yeah. And I think it would be cool to turn it into something kind of more cool and, and yeah. interesting. I think it would be more useful probably if you, um, you know, were, were like maybe looking for a job or like 
some reason where people were going to look you up and you wanted them to, like, see you in a more interesting light. Uh, yeah. But I like, I don't know, I, I think it's cool, and I think there is something cool there and a cool, like, potential business also for, like, helping people create personal websites. Yeah. Um, and there's been a lot of them throughout internet history. of Like, even, like, like Linktree is, like, basically a personal website yeah. for people. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what direction it's going to go in. I think it's similar to what we were talking about earlier, which is just like, I thought it was cool and yeah. I wanted to build it. And I think that like as a byproduct of building, being in that creative mindset, I've just been more excited generally about things and have been able to come up with more ideas. Um, and so, yeah. I don't know, this might lead nowhere. It might be something that I just like coded up over the weekend and then I don't do that much with. I'm going to host it because I'm already pretty much done with it. But um I think it's cool. I don't know. Like, I, yeah. I just think it's fun to have. I think it's awesome. It's great that you're creative and in that mindset, like, of, of just building things, which is... Yeah. Like, yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I added to it, too, is I added a... Like, based on the data structure, I can have, like, private things and public things. So there's, like... Mm-hmm. I have to be authenticated to be able to edit or write things to the database. Um, but there, I also added like a private flag for, let's say I wanted to write about like, I don't know, things I like sure. admire in other people or something. I just don't want to share that. I can have that be when I go to the website and I see it, yeah. I can access it, but otherwise no one else can see it. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I just Which think it's a cool way cool. to categorize yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, and I, I think it's a cool, kind of a cool use case that's between like a to-do list and like a notes app basically. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's like a notes app and a blog. Right. It's turning your notes app into a blog. Right. Yeah. yeah. I forgot who said this, but this also, it struck me recently, someone mentioned on somewhere that like their type of people are the type of people who would be into this. And I was like, for yeah. me also, like my type of people are the type of people who would be into this. Right. Uh, so yeah. it's also, it's just fun that way too, where you get like excited about it and you think of like, oh, like Seth would really like this and I share it with you and right. then I get excited about it. Yeah. Uh, it's just a fun process. Yeah. No, it's cool. I would love, like, at a certain point, if you have the ability to just, like, add an account, it would be cool if I had one that I could play around with. Yeah, totally. Experiment with it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I don't think it would be that hard. I think I could do that. No. Or I can build a clone in Bubble, and we'll uh, upgrade the Bubble version. Yeah. The Bubble Boys. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That would be awesome. Yeah. Cool. Anything else you want to hit before car routes? Extended car routes? No, I'm ready to go. All right, sick. Let's do it. Uh, Why don't you start? Okay. Um... So, have you seen Severance on mm-hmm. Apple TV? Yeah. Incredible. Did you love it? I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> I loved it. I couldn't uh, stop I, watching it. I, to be clear, I'm in the minority. Like, everyone who watched it loves it, except for me, where I thought it was just, like, a little weird, and... Uh, I could not stop watching it. That's great. That's... So, it's about base, uh, people who uh, go to work, and they go in this basement, basically, and then... Uh, they had a medical procedure done where they, uh, when they're down at work, they don't remember who they are out of work, and when they're out of work, they don't know yeah. what happens in work. Yeah, that's so perfect. Good. They had the separate. It was so good. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, I loved it. I couldn't, I watched it on the plane over to Italy. Yeah. Um, I couldn't stop. It was great. I just, I think I'm only, <laughs> I, I, again, acknowledge that I'm the one in the wrong on this. I think my only annoyance was like all the action basically happened at the end and there were like long stretches of no action and then they had this very unsatisfying resolution yeah but the whole show was suspense and then they didn't resolve any of it 
They resolved a little bit of it. Oh, like barely any of a it. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm in the wrong. I'm not and the one who's right. And then season two. And then season two. Okay, but season two better be, like, only bangers. It better be really good. It's gonna be amazing. I don't mean to shit on your, your car about it. I just didn't... <laughs> it, it wasn't my favorite show, but... Yeah. I know I'm wrong about this one. I know I'm the one that's in the wrong. Yeah. I, was, I, I wasn't going to bring this up as my first one, but... This is my first carve out. Say hi, Puck. <laughs> Say hi, buddy. So I got a dog a couple weeks ago. He's been awesome. Uh, we've been having a blast hanging with him today. <laughs> and uh, yeah, honestly, having a dog is the best. Like I've always wanted a dog. And I always thought at some point in my life I would love to get a dog. But I uh, never knew it was going to come this quickly. And I'm so happy I did it. It's just given me so much joy in my life. Uh, and even though he's a lot and he's now like trying to bite my hand, <laughs> he's just super cute. And it's so fun to have a companion with you all the time. Amazing. I'll just go to the bathroom and I'll hear like... <laughs> right behind me as he's like walking up to come to me so yeah he's the best i love this little guy i love it yeah, yeah. he's great yeah I, I already love him and i've only <laughs> spent like an hour with him what do you want buddy <laughs> um all right well my next one's not going to be as exciting because it's not a dog <laughs> but um there's a good book that i started reading i'm not completely done with it but it's called after steve Mm. And it profiles Joni Ive and, um, uh, why am I blanking? Uh, Tim Cook. Mm -hmm. Um, so it profiles each chapter is like a profile on each of them. Yeah. And it kind of combines a little bit as you, as you keep reading. But so first, like, it's like a biography on both of them, which I didn't really know much about either of them beforehand. Um, and just really interesting how they're kind of thinking about how they like thought about managing the company and how like Tim Cook thought about being CEO after yeah jobs um one of the things that really struck me was how Tim Cook really like he didn't try to be Steve Jobs at all mm -hmm. like he was and they're like, so different just trying to be himself yeah and manage the company like himself like he like wouldn't even go to like the design meetings like where Steve would always go like those types mm -hmm. of things um, anyway, really interesting book. I think you would like it just because you like Apple. So yeah, um, that's yeah. cool. Hey, buddy, don't bite my arm, please. Um, that's awesome. Sorry, I'm hard managing a dog while we're doing this, but no, I love that. I'll, I'll hit you with uh, a show and a book also because okay. you just hit me with them. Uh, the Bear season two, mm. absolutely fantastic. Absolutely loved it. I don't think you even made it through season one. I well, that yeah, that'll give me a reason to finish season one and then watch season two. It's so good. And I was even mentioning to you there was like one moment where. Uh, I was just really inspired watching the show and it doesn't give anything away, but basically like there's a conversation that takes place where um, they're in the kitchen and they're cooking a lot. And one guy asked like, how do you come up with inspiration for all these amazing dishes? And the other guy said, well, to be inspired, you need to live. And in order to live, you need to be out of the kitchen. And so it was just like a good reminder to me that um, it, like going back to the conversation we had about the indirect path, you kind of need to just like Put yourself in a position to be inspired generally, and then you'll figure out how to do great work, and it will inspire and lead to other parts of your work. And uh, yeah, so it, it was amazing for a lot of reasons, but I was just like connected to the conversation we were having and something that stuck yeah, with me. That's great. And then uh, a book that I read that really stuck with me is a book I've read before and then reread over the past few weeks called Designing Your Life, where it's kind of like a, a design thinking book on your own career and your own life. Yeah. Trying to figure out like what would make you happy. And it was really like, I think it was a good, it hit me at the right time where I would not have appreciated it three months ago, but now that I'm thinking more creatively about my career and what I'd like to do, there were a lot of good exercises in it that I tried to do of like, all right, imagine like three completely random paths that your career could take that you would get excited about. Mm. And for me, those things were like, you know, 
starting a company, which is the obvious one, uh, business school professor, which is something I've thought about before and, and like could be interesting, uh, opening up a cafe and being a baker, like that could be another one that's just totally random, but also makes me happy. So yeah. it just like, it gives you this freedom to think about your career and like explore all these different ideas and who knows if they're good or not, but it will get you toward what will ultimately be the better thing for you to do. <laughs> oh, buddy. Um, and yeah, so that was really good. And there was a, the other book that I read that was very related to this was called The Pathless Path. And, uh, it's this guy who basically like went on a very similar path to what I've been on where he went to Sloan for business school, worked at McKinsey, like went on this very traditional path. And then now recently has, um, been advocating for people to go on this pathless path of just like, yeah, yeah I'm going to go and like bike around Thailand for a little bit and kind of figure it out. And you just like get to this ultimate That's end a point. book called The Pathless Path? Yeah. Cool. I'm trying to remember the author of it, but I can look that up really quickly. Cool. Losing hands at the moment. Uh, cool. <laughs> what else you got? Um, I mean, those are really the only like uh, movie, like, like media, just because I've been basically traveling and um yeah going around so uh yeah that's pretty much all i got for you right now yeah i'll hit you with one more that i, I just thought was really good was yeah. um the how i built this on dutch bros coffee oh uh, i have not listened to that no. really good i don't listen to a lot of how i built this yeah. anymore but okay. it was a really good episode okay. uh it also hit me especially hard because it's a, basically like an episode about brotherly love and coffee and so like automatically you have me in on that but really good story about how they cool. set up and, and scaled their company and really interesting story. Cool. The guy's really cool. Uh, so I love that one. So yeah, that was great. And then we already mentioned How to Do Great Work by Paul Graham, which is oh, yeah, that was a classic, an instant yeah. classic. Now I'm going to reread my notes for that tonight. Yeah, I need to finish reading it yeah. tonight and then reread my notes. Cool. All the time. Cool. Awesome. Fun to get back in the yeah. saddle, man. Great episode. Great episode. All right. Ooh.